Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Dogcast brought to you by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, uh, Brenton Yates, and joined today by the racing manager from Greyhound South Australia, Sean Matheson. Uh, Matho, great to have you back on deck today. And yep. uh, we are regaled here with uh, our feature race this Thursday night, the Brian Johnston Group 3 final. Yep. We've got a beautiful rug here, as they always are. The rugs are fantastic. Uh, and obviously the uh, the trophy, uh, Brian Johnston, uh, the race named in his honour. And... Um, Really, there's a, a lineage that follows from, you know, a long time ago in greyhound racing to even the current day. Uh, his involvement and that of his family uh, has stretched right across the last 50 years of greyhound racing here in South Australia. Oh, most definitely. Um, yeah, actually, I'm struggling to see you over there. The cup, <laughs> nice big cup there, um, looking across. But yeah, mm. wonderful trophies and rugs there. They do a great job. As you mentioned, Brian Johnson, um, uh, one of only three um, Hall of Fame members that South Australia has, Howard Ashton, Brian Johnson and Doug Payne. Uh, obviously, this race um, is one of the six-month series, um, and Howard Ashton has the other six-month series, yep. SA Bred Dog. So, a wonderful tribute to be named after a man who did such a wonderful job administratively for the Adelaide Greyhound Racing Club as president, but also trained dogs and yep. and, and and the family involvement, as you say, as you make mention, like the, the his daughter and and their daughter, all Kathy and Kathy Kim, and Kim, they yep. were very much involved in in greyhound racing for a long period of time. So, um, that will live on for years and years to come, I'm sure. But um, yeah, a really fitting race. Um, uh, to be named after him and you know the honor roll of this type of race is sort of a, a you know a, a very very prestigious honor roll so no doubt on Thursday night when we get the to the group three and the winner of that will add to that list for sure well we've got plenty to touch on uh, that'll be our main focus no doubt about it it's our big feature this Thursday night so we'll look back at how these uh, runners made their way through to the final uh, Matho also start to get a bit excited I reckon around uh, you know coming up to Christmas time it's yep. a, a great time at the Greyhounds we Obviously, in the um, you know the just outside the metro area, Murray Bridge have got the Oaks and Derby series coming up, so we'll yep. sort of touch on that and uh, the Festival of Fire as well. That's really starting to build, so we'll we'll get stuck right into all that as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, as you mentioned. I mean, we've gone through the Adelaide Cup and Gawler Cup series. It yeah. just doesn't stop with uh, all the feature racing in uh, in South Australia. And as you mentioned, leading up to Christmas, we'll touch on those events uh, for the Festival of Fire. Oh, we've got plenty to come. Stick around on the Dogcast. The Week in Review. A Week in Review brought to you by the Fresh Pet Food Co. We're proud suppliers of fresh pet food. Uh, they support, of course, our GAP SA Greyhounds uh, in the GAP Prison programs, and they are based right here uh, in South Australia. So visit their website, uh, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for more information. Uh, Matho, review time. We've got yep. to look back and see how these uh, Greyhounds made their way through to the uh, final on Thursday night. A three-week series. It yep. was a heat semi-finals format, which yep. works well for the locally domiciled Greyhounds and uh, let's have a look back at the semis. Yeah, and as you mentioned, there's not too many three-week series across the nation anymore, but yep. this is for SA-bred dogs, and people pay up to go in it. So we want to give them every opportunity to, to qualify through to a big group three final. We've gone through heats. As you mentioned, last Thursday night, we had the semifinals, two semifinals, nice depth but in all of them. Um, and the first one, which was race five on the program, we... Uh, sorry, race six on the program. We saw Fort Rock Fender yep. uh, for Bosco Stamenkovic get the job done. Um, both it and Buzz the Hustler were the two favourites in the race. Um, and going to that first turn, 
Fort Rock Fender showed good race sense um, to to go to the inside where Buzz Lahasa went to the outside, found a little bit of trouble, and by then the race was pretty much over. He got a beautiful run through. I heard your call, and he sort of pinched that winning break. Buzz Lahasa came out of the pack and was charging home, but yeah, the, the race was pretty much done and dusted through that first turn. Yep. They ran 30-69, um, which is a decent effort there, and Lawrence Regret for Ben Rawling showed good speed early, got the big bump on the first turn from Foot Rock Fender and did a good job to hold on to third, but the top two there, I mean, you think are going to be very hard to beat in the final. Is that sort of how you sort of read the yeah, race? Yeah, look, as far as the semi was concerned, what, I, what was really impressive to me was the bump that Foot Rock Fender had, and then from that position, able to accelerate away. And those sort of bumps can really take the wind out of them a bit. And yeah. you tend to notice it at the end of the race. And maybe we saw that a bit. But at the same time, Buzz the Hustler was finishing at a rate of knots. Um, it was really interesting to see him run Monday night as well. So we'll get to that as we yeah, go through to sure. the final. But uh, look, he found trouble, as you said, on the first bend. He, he wanted to track deep. Um, the box draws a little interesting as far mm. as the final is for both of these runners, I think. So uh, we'll get to our rundown of that. And Lawrence Regret showed some nice speed and yeah. sort of uh, boxed on but beaten a long way. So I think the the main two there obviously are the first two place getters. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I said Lawrence Regret that was it's uh, got a run from reserve into box one, so it did it. Yeah. I mean, did a good job, I think. But the top two have been. Pretty good since the Champion Puppy. They ran first and second in the Champion Puppy back in July, and they've held their form really well um, and and proved that on Thursday night. Uh, the second semi final was taken out by Mike Khaleesi for Ben Rawlings, who uh, he's really got this greyhound up and firing over this particular series. Uh, Magical Mystic ran third. It was the odds-on favourite, well backed, and terrific. Yep. Bobby uh, split the pair with Rico Nismo. It had no luck early. It was out the back and copping interference. It it sort of made some ground, but once again beaten a fair way. Yep. It it looked as though um, Mike Khaleesi and Magical Mystic were the two here, which is a bit. Weird to say, given Terrific Bobby sort of split them. What did you make of it? Yeah, well, I mean, again, the early speed of Mike Khaleesi um, was the, the key there to the first turn. Um, running 5.25, 17.73 to the back. Um, I mean, this dog sort of come from nowhere, really, prior yeah. to the series. And so the Rawlings team have done a great job to on the back of four wins on Thursday night. Um, and now we'll, we'll head into the final as one of the favourites on the back of its semi-final performance. I thought that both Terrific Bobby and Magical Mystique had every chance to run down Mike Khaleesi, to be fair. Yep. Um, and probably just on face agile, Magical Mystique, who's a favourite of, of the dog cast and of, of, of mine, uh, just Terrific Bobby ran past Magical Mystique, which was uh, not ran past, but was in front of it. Magical Mystique couldn't get past um, past him, so probably a little bit disappointing, but it still ran 3084 uh, personal time. And terrific, Bobby was a good run into second, but I did think they had every chance to chase down my Khaleesi and weren't able to do it. Um, the final was a different story where you got more pressure early, um, but full credit to the winner. And you did mention Rico Nismo, maybe not uh, in, uh, in the final on Thursday night, but. I mean, does like a bit of a wide draw in its races and, yep. and did get home after finding a bit of trouble early. And Richard Pierce's team's flying at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, most definitely. He's really going well. Uh, yeah, Mike Khaleesi, the interesting part with this Greyhound through this series uh, really is its ability to get out but get to the rail unimpeded. I think that's been such a key and I think it's going to be a key again Thursday night. Yeah. Like it drew six in the lead-up in one of the lead-up races it slotted over second, but it was able to get there unimpeded to the fence. Then it drew three and three, I think, at a show speed and got straight there. So 
it's drawn one in the final. So we'll, we'll get to that. I think that's really to its advantage. Yeah. I think there can be, uh, I think Magical Mystic can improve going into the, uh, yeah. into the final. I mean, she's shown that she, she definitely has the class and the ability to produce. She's probably got, her and Buzz the Hustler probably have the two fastest um, personal best times yep. in the final. And I'd full respect to the Stamenkovic team. I mean, they'll have her ready to go for the final. Um, I don't know. I just thought she had every chance, particularly even to go past Terrific Bobby, and she wasn't able to do it. But she's drawn close to the rail in the final, which yep. we'll get to, which will probably suit her. Uh, what about performances, Matho? Because I tell you what, Leonard Jinx was one of the uh, great performances we've seen for some time at Angle Park over the uh, the journey, setting up a new track record. It was uh, nearly two to three length improvement on the the old record. It was an extraordinary run. Yep. Um, I had a feeling during the race that it might have been running some time or maybe Zipping Neutron wasn't quite up to its top level, but... Uh, boy, when the when the race stopped and the clock was shown, I thought, you know, wow, what a, what a run! Uh, track record, forty two and twenty nine. Yeah, it was only about a tenth or eleventh start. She's had a little bit of an injury interrupted um, career, so Gavin Harris he knows how to get a, a decent stayer. And yeah, and um, Lena Jinx's mum, obviously Luna Jinx, um, Barcia Bale was the sire, bred beautifully. Yeah. Um, so no doubt she was always going to stay. And she really produced it on Thursday night, as you mentioned, 42-29. It's been a track record that um, Fantastic Radley and Zippy Neutron have been chasing. And and Radley was able to get it. Um, And Neutron has been close, but hasn't been able to sort of get to that sort of 42-4 time. But you saw in the call when Lena Jinx was in front and Neutron was just struggling to get yeah. close to, yeah. to her, <laughs> uh, ended up winning by six or seven. I mean, you knew the time was going to be fast. Yeah. 42-29. I mean, the future is very bright for her. Um, Zippy Neutron's still a very good run. He's he's going he's still going super well. Um, and Osprey Diva, a new one into the Aloisi yeah. team, ran a really nice race uh, into second. So um, a really strong 700, even though a small field, track record, good race. So, um, yeah, certainly one of the highlights on Thursday night. Yeah, it really reignites that interest, you know, that we have had over that journey, not with a number of dogs, but two or three that are really at the top, um, yeah. seeing them battle it week in, week out. So well, looking forward to that. Well, Yates, I think that's it. I mean, we, we have a policy around four dogs for staying races. Yes. And, and you don't know what you're going to get every yeah. week. Um, so you might get super strong depth, as we had on Thursday night, and we got the wonderful result. And yeah. a highlight of the night, sometimes we don't necessarily get that. So... Um, but to keep stayers very relevant in South Australia, we've got to keep supporting them. Now, uh, what about the Oaks and Derby series at Murray Bridge? Uh, when does that start and how does that work? Yeah, so the Oaks and Derby, so a lot of these dogs through the Brian Johnson series, um, they're <coughs> all eligible. But the Oaks and Derby is not just restricted to SA bred at Murray Bridge. It's yep. open to all dogs. So you're yes. going to get some really nice form lines going off to the bridge over the 455. I think the heats are on the 3rd of December yep. and the finals on the 10th of December. And there's been some decent money. The The club have got a new sponsor on board, um, which is Fisher Motors. They've yes. come on board and they've been able to increase the prize money. So both finals are worth $7,500. There's a, a trainer bonus as well. Um, so, yeah, have a look at the All Tracks calendar. Certainly identify... 
um, for those that if you're age eligible, um, go off to Murray Bridge and it's going to be a wonderful series for both, as I said, the boys and the girls. And they're doing a great job with their sponsorship up there, the club. Uh, I think First National is a another sort of recent acquisition. Obviously, yep. they've had uh, Dace Irrigation yeah. and, and Fodder up there for a long time and um, and Fisher Motors. So it's it's really going well for them. Yeah, well, sponsorship's a crucial part of, of any, any community club and to get um, – uh, part of the community involved in the venue um, is terrific, and yeah. the the, the committee is working nice and hard to um, to keep generating those sponsors and looking at new ideas how they can improve things. So yeah, full credit to them. What about the uh, Festival of Fire, Matho? Always a terrific time of year. Uh, it's great racing because it's um, like up against like. If you if you understand, it's it's uh, quality greyhounds that are evenly matched going through their paces over varying distances, and it really culminates in a, a terrific night's racing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a wonderful introduction by the, the board to use money that was initially looked to for a slot in the Phoenix. Yep. Didn't really pan out, but they um, wanted to support local racing yep. and use that money to to create the Festival of Fire leading into Christmas, you know, yeah. in a few days before Christmas, yeah. you know, over, you know, $120,000 in money throughout the whole series. Um, it's a wonderful initiative. And, and that all kicks off on Thursday, the 14th of yes. December with heats on the Thursday night. And we've also got heats on the Saturday morning. But the real concept of that is to try and provide the opportunity for all of our greyhound population to race within this series, all different levels at yep. the at your open company five hundred meter dog level, at your sort of your sort of tier three, if you to coin a phrase or time graded sort of level, um, and try and group them accordingly, and then give everyone an opportunity to win some decent money leading up to Christmas. Yep. Um, and all the finals are on the 21st of December. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. It's a really good time of year. Yeah, that'll be a big night. Everyone finish school and uh, sort yeah. of that, that last little uh, hurrah into uh, Christmas. So. And, and last year, Yatesy, because yeah. we had the issue with the windows blowing out because that freak yeah, storm. Yeah, that's right, yeah. We weren't able to do, you know, the whole bells and whistles that we had done the year before yeah. around, you know, kids' activities and, yeah. and just the event itself. Yeah. So not only the racing will be hot, there'll be more of that on the yeah. night. So that's on the 21st of December. So yeah. I'd encourage people to get out there on that night for sure. And, and what about, um, I know we're looking a bit ahead now, Matho, but January, um, last year because of the storm situation, I think we actually distributed a few family-type yep. nights like through Gawler and Murray Bridge and Angle Park. Uh, do, is that sort of going to be happening again? Most definitely, yeah. yes. All of that will be happening in January. It was such a um, – we didn't know it was going to be as successful as what it was because yeah. we sort of didn't get the Festival of Fire activities and we put them into January and, and early February with, the, with our clubs. Um, and it worked so well. So we're going to do it again. Okay. But they'll all fit into that school holiday time, all in sort of middle to late January. Mount Gambier, Gawler, here at Angle Park, yep. and obviously at Murray Bridge, they'll have a special event, and then there'll be the activity around it. So check Terrific. out the the All Tracks calendar um, and the feature dates on, on our website, um, and yeah, definitely get involved on those ones. All right, terrific stuff. Uh, well, up next, we'll preview the big one, the Brian Johnston Group 3 final on Thursday night. The Preview. Uh, the preview is brought to you by the SA Greyhound Tips Twitter feed. Uh, it's free tips for SA Metro Greyhound Racing. Uh, the meetings, you can search that at the Dogs SA uh, and jump on board. As always, of course, gamble responsibly. Matho, Thursday night, big final. The Brian Johnston 
Um, I'll run through the uh, box draw. Well, we better. Oh, the rug's just gone down. A little bit more respect to the rug than that. So uh, we'll uh, we'll reassemble. Well, as you said, Brian Johnson, it came <laughs> off the table. What was happening? Uh, so the box draw is as follows: uh, Mike Khaleesi in one, Orson Surfer in two, Magical Mystic box three, Buzz the Hustler in four, uh, Lauren's Regret in five, Foot Rod Fender in box six. Terrific Bobby in seven, and Rico Nismo in box number eight. Um, no markets uh, at this early no. stage, of course, but uh, take us through it. What, what are you making of the way this final has uh, played out with the box draw? Well, I mean, when we did the box draw on Thursday night and box one was still left towards the end of the, <laughs> of all the runners coming out, yep. and uh, I think Mike Khaleesi came out in box one and there was a big cheer from the Rawlings camp um, because clearly... This dog's on a on a on the fast track, I would yep. say, and it massively improved. And as you mentioned earlier in the show, wants to get to the rail. It's drawn the rail. It's got early speed. I think there's a lot of boxes ticked for this dog. And and prior to the series, as mentioned, probably wouldn't have been in probably a top six for it. But now we'll probably start favourite in the Group Three final, and I think probably leads and. And I think the only other pace in the race probably come... Well, Lawrence Regret, the kennel mate, will probably come out from what we've seen. Um, but Mike Khaleesi, I think, leads. I think Magical Mystique will probably show a little bit more speed and, and the two doesn't really come out. So she'll be right there. But I definitely think Mike Khaleesi leads on face value. Magical Mystique could be sitting second and, and then you have a really real race on, I think, in that regard. Buzz the Hustler... As you mentioned, race midweek, Gatesy, and and was a bit unusual to see him go around on Monday night. Yeah, um, obviously I was having a brief chat to you and um, Luke, our uh, our marketing guru, who's a really keen form student yep. as well. He he was touching on uh, the pattern that has happened before with Buzz the Hustler. So Maury Kiley's done this before, where yeah. uh, he'll run on a Monday into a Thursday into a nice race, and the history has been that has performed really well mm. in, in the Thursday night race. So that quick turnaround does seem to suit Buzz the Hustler. Uh, I'm assuming that's what he was thinking because it was, it's was it been the same pattern, the short, then back up to the longer sprint on the yeah. on the Thursday. It's probably um, not something we're used to seeing a lot, particularly going into a feature final, just yeah. due to the risks that could be associated with having an extra run that maybe you, you don't need. But yeah. uh, the fact is that he has bounced through those before and – come out on the Thursday night with a good effort. So I think that's why. Yeah. Um, just put the pen, obviously, through the run the other night. He didn't really get into it. Uh, yep. The world-backed Apelia, or Appella, um was able to win that race. But, look, um, I, I mean, wouldn't be did too... He, did he do it because he want, because Buzz Lahasa hasn't been getting out? Do you reckon he's sort of hoping that maybe that will just no, get him ready I, to No, I go? think it's a follow-the-history sort of scenario where... And I know trainers can do this a lot. Um, yeah. Is... They like patterns of when a greyhound can come out and and be at its best. And that can happen in a, a numerous amount of ways. It can happen with gaps between runs. Some greyhounds race better fresh. It can happen with racing every week and then a week off. Or it can happen backing up three days after having run on the night before. And I think Maury's obviously looked through historically. Yeah. It's been tried. It seems to have worked. So why not do it again? That, I just... Trying to yeah, think yeah. into a trainer's mindset. I've never trained anything in my <laughs> life, Matho. Um, but uh, that's the way that I've seen uh, train no, through all uh, codes: racing, uh, gallops, harness, dogs. They tend to try and unlock something that seems to have success for the greyhound being able to produce their best. Um, and I think that's that's what's happened. 
Um, as far as the race goes, I see it exactly the same. I think my Khaleesi gets through to lead. I think Magical Mystic's right there with it. I think we're mm. going to have a great race because I think Buzz the Hustler will be about fifth yeah. and, and capable, like really can charge. Lauren's Regret does have the speed, but I don't think it has the speed to cross Mike Khaleesi, who hadn't won a race, by the way. So mm. it had had seven race starts and never won Mike Khaleesi. Now it's won four in a row. Looking for five. So it's an extraordinary turnaround. Yeah, that's definitely. And when you talk about race pressure, which you did in the earlier segment, as it's all different here, it is different, but only if there's pressure. If yep. you're in front with clear room, there's it's no pressure. Yeah, like yeah. You, you've made your own luck. So that to me, that element comes out of it a bit because there's no direct outside pressure with Orson Surfer. If my Khaleesi pings like she has been, it looks like she's a clean lead because she wants to be on the fence anyway. So it's where there's a lot of stuff that is tick, tick, tick. Do you know what I mean? Um, five in a row is the is the query, mm. I guess, because the more they win, the closer they are to losing sometimes, Matho, unless you're black caviar. But um, <laughs> I, I just see uh, my Khaleesi and Magical Mystic being there. I see Magical Mystic being a really good chance to get past my Khaleesi. I see Buzz the Hustler closing hard. Yep. Footrot Fender's the interesting one yeah, for me. So tell me about this Greyhound. Well, um, what do you make of it? Well, he obviously has really good race sense, I think, and that's gonna that's a key in a Group 3 final. I think um, we also saw Footrot Fender draw wide in the Champion Puppy um, when a lot of people felt that, and me included, that other dogs had the edge on him. But he began really well in that champion puppy final and was able to, you know, get to the front and end up winning it. So he can handle a wide draw and he can come out running and he has good race sense. I just, he's just going to need that. He's going to need something to go his way, I think, to, to find the spot that he's going to be really good at. Yeah. But I also think he's he's not necessarily the strongest dog on the way home. I think there's a couple that are a bit stronger. I think Magical Mystic and Buzz the Hustle are a bit stronger. Yep. So even if he, he does come out running, he gets to the right spot. Let's just say he he crosses. I just think there's going to be the, the, the herd's going to be, you know, on top of him, I think. But that's things has to go his way. That means Mike Khaleesi has to miss it. Lawrence Regret sort of misses it. He comes out running. Magical Mystique misses it a bit. A lot has to go as way for him to get in the race. And I see that the same for Terrific Bobby and Rico Nismo. They've yep. drawn the wrong side. Rico Nismo has drawn actually the right side of the track for for um, for him. He wants to be out wide, but he, I just don't know how he gets into the race. Terrific Bobby, he's been going really well for the Cheggiers. Again, I don't know how he gets into the race. I just think the dominance is going to come sort of from those inside draws. Yeah, it looks that way. Um Footrot Fender, he's had three runs from outside draws, boxes seven and eight. He's won two from two from seven, yeah. and he was placed in that box eight run. All the other run runs have been closer to the rail. He's never drawn five or six, so it's a new box for him. Yeah. Um, I hear what you're saying. I don't think he crosses to lead. Can he cross and lob second to Mike Khaleesi if Magical Mystic doesn't quite begin? Possible. Possible. Um, I'm thinking he probably lobs fourth. I'm thinking it's Mike Khaleesi, Magical Mystic, Lawrence Regret, all up there, and he's probably just in behind that group. Yeah. And then you sort of do the math. Can he get past Magical Mystic? Maybe not. Yeah. Um, then Buzz the Hustler, as you say, has probably got the capability to, to come over the top. So really interesting race. What are you selecting? Well, I've got Mike Khaleesi on top. Yep. I think done nothing wrong. She's the form dog. She's drawn exactly where she wants to be. What sort of a gap in the market do you think there's going to be between it and Magical Mystic, who I assume will be second pick? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I'd say they'd be pretty close. I, I would say, because to be fair, um, Magical Mystique, if she lands second, 
she's right, right in the race. I'd say it's almost a flip of the coin. So what about, so last run it was $3, Mike Khaleesi, eighty yeah. for Magical Mystic. Okay, so that's the last time they met in the semifinal last week. Yeah. How does that change in this final after the result? Yeah, no, I think that Mike Khaleesi starts favourite, yeah. just, just ahead of, so I'd be looking at it being probably, I don't know, Two sixty yep. to three dollars, Magical okay. Mystique. I think they're pretty close. Yep. And it wouldn't surprise me if there was support for Magical Mystique. Yep. She could come in to start favourite, but I think they're going to be close in the market. I think they're going to probably be first two, as you mentioned, um, into the back straight, and then it'll just you know it'll be handlebars down to see yep. who gets the line first. I just reflect on my Kalisa. I thought was able to hold them, um, Magical Mystique, comfortably last start in the semi final. So I think um, she leads, wins, Magical Mystique. Land second, run second, and I'd be looking at probably probably Buzz the Hustler to get home nicely into third and foot right fender. I think the favourites will dominate the race, yep. um, which which can tend to happen in, in these races. Um, sort of the cream will come to the top, and I do expect that to happen. What about your... Uh, look, just ditto. Uh, <laughs> put the uh, same underneath. Yep. Um, Mike Khaleesi from Magical Mystic, Buzz the Hustler, and foot rot Fender. Yep. Uh, I think that's the way it plays out. Um, I think Magical Mystic might firm into favourite. Uh, yep. I think that's possible. Uh, I think the money will come. Uh, Mike Khaleesi's never drawn box one, so you would think she's going to handle it fine, but sometimes they can be a little bit unusual with nothing yeah, sort sure. of directly underneath but generally you know the way she races you'd think it's good um and obviously buzz the hustler i think is going to be a, a nice improver um took some really good ground off foot rot fender who i think can improve by the way it ran a personal best in the semi yeah. but it got a pretty big bump yeah, yeah. I, I think there's another length or so at least in foot rot fender off that run maybe a length and a half it doesn't bring it down to the same times that my khaleesi or magical mystic are doing it's sort of just that half a length off. But if there's any sort of trouble or any, um, you know, bad luck, then yeah. I think can certainly be in it. So, yeah, well, one, three, four, and seven, I don't think there's going to be too many surprises in yeah. this particular final. I think those that are in the market will be the ones. That, yeah, I think they've shown consistency of form throughout their career and this series that, yeah. that they're, they're sort of at the pointy end. And I expect that, like you said, in the final on Thursday. What about best bets, Matho, for Thursday night at Angle Park? What do you put the star next to? Well, Yatesy, I've only got the one for the Dogcast followers, but okay. we, are, we only need one. If yeah, it, okay. Um, so, and that'll be race nine, number one, Blossom Michelle for Rob Harness. Um, Isn't his team going? Oh, wow. it's going really well for yeah. Rob, for sure. I mean, he's got... A, a, a nice team and they're all winning or running placings and and we spoke about it uh, a few weeks ago on the on this uh this dog cast where around the, when the money comes like yep. he's had some very strongly supported greyhounds that yeah. have been some have been double figures some have been like 380 into 220 like and they're winning so you know when the money's on look out well hopefully the money will be on on thursday night <laughs> race nine number one blossom michelle she this will be her third run over 5.30. She's showed really good speed last week. I was really taken by her run last Thursday night because I think we have a good high opinion of Riot Rooster for the Rawlings team. has been really good. And it took all the front straight for Riot Rooster well, to get past Blossom Michelle, but she kept fighting on on the inside. She ran 30.90 herself. I think a little bit more improvement. I think she leads this race, Yatesy, as well, which I think is the key. What about Anastasia Manelli in the race, who's coming back through that 595-metre uh, run? I know you're a fan of when they Very sort of good. drop yeah. back. I do know that. Yeah. But but there was a bit of interference in that race and was able to find the lead. Did run the time. Ran time. Ran yeah. time, no doubt about it. But there was a bit of interference while the dog found the front. So um, I don't. it won't find the front here. But I, 
I definitely think it'll be running home powerfully at the end. But I'm thinking with a little bit of improvement from her, um, you'll get a. She won't be favourite in the race, I'm sure of it. But I think she can hang on. Uh, look, I'm going with Where's Poppy? So that comes up in race number five, first leg of the Quadrella. Yep. Uh, where's Poppy? You'll have, uh, look, Springvale Bray will be favourite in the race. Uh, box three. They actually have the identical personal best as far as overall times. Yep. What I like about Where's Poppy, gee, I, I liked her the other day at Murray Bridge. Like, my little concern was, uh, is she going to have that strength that last little bit? Because as we know, the 530 at the bridge is a different yeah, kettle sure. of fish had it everywhere but right on the peg, was nabbed late. But that is going to really give her some bottom-end fitness, I reckon, yep. to to come and tackle a race like this where she's going to be right out there putting herself in it. Man of substance underneath her won't begin as quick. She, she'll be out and firing, and I reckon she'll cross over and, and be really hard to beat, and she'll be probably second or third favourite, maybe 3 or $4, I reckon, Matho. So yeah. no odds on for me this week. We'll uh, <laughs> we'll go with Where's well, Poppy. Elite, you won't be, I'm, I'm sure the <laughs> listeners or the viewers will be happy with that as well, that you didn't tip an odds on because you, you can stop the odd odds on favourite. Yeah, it has been known, has been known. Um, well, mate, uh, good stuff. We'll uh, see you Thursday night for the yep. final of the Group 3, Brian Johnston, and uh, the winner will be crowned. Absolutely, looking forward to it. Good stuff. Uh, that's the Dogcast. See you at the track Thursday night.